Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Auto Central, South Africa's number one motoring podcast. And my name is George Meany, and as usual, joined by none other than Wandile Sishi. How's it, Wandi? Hey, how's it going, George? Yeah, good, good. I can't see I can't see your face live today, but you know, it's okay. That's all right. <laughs> It's okay. Uh, we're doing this, uh, we're doing this remotely, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, because of, uh, uh, we, we would have just entered, uh, level four lockdown. Um, you know, and yeah. I saw a funny image the other day, one day where, um, somebody had uh, taken our president and put a beard on him. And, uh, at the bottom, <laughs> the caption read, uh, um, uh, level four lockdown, uh, uh, 2036 or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's been just about that long. Um, I've noticed that I'm actually gaining weight, so <laughs> I have to watch watch Ooh. myself, or else by the time I go back to the office, I'm going to be around. Oh goodness me! No, you could never be around. You're too you're too skinny to be around. Um, so, so oh, okay, <laughs> there we go. What happened to Hamilton on the weekend? Slows down to take the checkered flag. I don't think anything happened to Hamilton this weekend. I think what happened was. Red Bull was just quicker. There was nothing I could fault um, them on. Uh, Mercedes did well themselves, but they just weren't as quick. So oh, it's going to so, be a tough. Uh, so Verstappen still leads the championship, yeah? He still leads the championship by about 20 odd points. So he's almost at a point where he's got one race in hand. So let's hope that Honda engine stops being so reliable. Nah, it's killing come on. us. <laughs> All right, let's move on before this becomes a reality. Let's move on. All right. So in today's episode, uh, uh, we are going to call, we, we, we're coining this episode South African icons. And, uh, uh, after we've unpacked, uh, um, taking a look back at some of South Africans iconic cars, um, we'll be talking to our very own expert journalist, Martin Pretorius, who's going to join us to unpack a real new age legend who might fit yeah. into the category of these icons. And that is the BMW, the new BMW 330i S. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about that. And that's an exclusive. Absolutely exclusive yeah, to South Africa, as uh, BMW has done in the past. And then lastly, uh, we'll be answering some of your Ask Order Trader questions from our Ask Order Trader platform. So uh, first off, Randy, 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 Wandy, Wandile, uh, where can people find the show? Where can listeners find us? So if you want to get the show first, we're streaming live every single Monday at 9 a.m. shop on cliffcentral.com. Um, other than that, if you want to see some of the cool stuff that we have in studio, unfortunately, we don't have that today, but usually um, you can also just see the feed live at 9 a.m. as well on the Auto Trader SA YouTube channel. Um, if you're doing that, please, you know, drop down a comment. Tell us what you guys think about the show. Like, even if you dislike it, tell us, uh, tell us what you guys think, and uh, we'll definitely use that for the next shows. And last but not least, if you want to listen to the show at your convenience, you can also find it on Spotify, iTunes, basically any sort of streaming service. You'll you'll probably find the show there as well. You'll find uh, Auto Central show everywhere on uh, on everything. Uh, just you just need to Google Auto Central or Auto Trader SA, yeah. and you'll you'll pretty much find us. All right, so South Africans, South African icons. Um, uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's get it right into it. Uh, so over the years, there have been many South African classic cars, and and I don't mean classic cars as in classic cars as in old cars. I mean like yeah. really at the heart of the car being South African. Whether built here or imported, yeah. but mostly built here. And, uh, um, 
some of these cars are exclusive to South Africa. And uh, may, many mm. people won't know that these are so exclusive or worse exclusive to South Africa, just like the BMW 330 that we're going to review just now. So let's unpack some of these. Uh, so, Wendy, in your opinion, which car do you think mm. is the ultimate South African classic? Um, okay, so I think there's three classic models in the history of South Africa. Something, you know, these three cars, at least in my lifetime, have been synonymous with South Africa. The first one being the Toyota Quantum, um, everyone's favorite taxi vehicle. You can't, you can't admit that, um, or you can't not admit that they're just a staple of South African roads, um, currently and, you know, years gone by. The second is the BMW E30, which I think is actually Actually, on this list, it's a classic. Uh, lots of uh, fun memories of that. And then, lastly, is the City Golf, um, which growing up for me was just absolutely everywhere. Those are the the three classics for me. What uh, about you? Um, I I have to say, uh, we'll get into it just now. Uh, it would be the Botsotso. And we'll tell you what the Botsotso <laughs> yeah. is just now. But I, I owned a Botsotso in my day, uh, or back yeah. in the day. And, uh, and, and that's probably, you know, one of my, one of my favorites, the ultimate, uh, South African. It's classic. a legend. It's a legend. It's yeah, an absolute it's, legend. So if you don't know what the Botsotso yeah. is, stick around. Wendy and I are going to tell you what the Botsotso is. So, um, if you go to any other country in the world, you'll probably quickly notice that they have unique DNA on their roads. And, uh, for instance, yeah. if you go to the U.S., pickup trucks, uh, what other countries do you, uh, do you, do you find, um, they, they are unique DNA on the roads? I'd say my, my hometown or my, my family's home country, I guess, would be Mozambique. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I mean, Toyotas are absolutely everywhere on those roads. You can't escape them, but that's pretty much everywhere in Africa. If you, yeah. if, you if you ask me, it's that's kind of true. a staple of the African continent. It's just painted red with Toyota. Exactly. Um, and then in France is definitely Renault's. They don't let anybody else in. So. <laughs> They don't let anybody else in. And then I suppose if you go to France, the French, uh, you'll see Renaults, um, all over the place. Yeah. Uh, you know, Fr- French like sticking to their, to their Renaults, Renaults. But here's the top 15 South African iconic cars. And, uh, from the City Golf to the VR6, uh, we've decided to list them. And, um, for maximum kudos, we'll take a look at the GTI badge on the bum as well. So, uh, first, as you mentioned it just now, the Toyota Quantum. What do yeah. you think of the Toyota um, Quantum? Basically, you know, um, I've, I used to take taxis back in my day. I hated taking the taxi, but I can't admit or I can't not admit as well that I was never late for any sort of class because taxis are never late. <laughs> they keep, they keep our country going. Um, and so many people on the roads and to their destinations. So. You know, there's one love thing, them, I hate them. There's one thing about they, it. They was They're never late because they will get their passengers there, even if they have to skip every red traffic light, <laughs> break every road law, stop yeah. anywhere. But, uh, you know, you'll <laughs> probably get there on time. So, uh, you know, so the, the Toyota Quantum, and I suppose before the Toyota Quantum was the Toyota Hi Ace. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, was, um, and before that, even I think the Caraval was also, kind of swimming um yeah, you know around there, there but somewhere. i think the quantum the quantum kind of took it to a whole new level yeah um you know that's when we really understood that wow this public transport is a real thing and you know damn that driver <laughs> <laughs> um and then the Toyota hilux yeah ss favorite car um most sold for i don't know as long as i've been in the industry it's been the most sold South African vehicle. 
Um, I'm not sure what the numbers are around the world, but definitely in South Africa, the Hilux has to be a staple. Doesn't the doesn't the Hilux double cab or even single cab and the Toyota Quantum and Hi Ace share the same configuration or chassis? I think. If I'm not mistaken, I think I think you might be right. I think the the Quantum and the Hilux may have a similar engine, um, if not the same engine. I think the same engine and chassis. Um, um, it's just the body. It could be the same different. chassis as yeah. well. Yeah, um, it could you know, be. So you, you you can you can just picture that on Zanzi roads, uh, uh, the Hilux would be there would be a hole in Zanzi without um, uh, the Toyota Hilux. On yeah, the without. They've been around for yeah. like five decades. I wonder why. You know, I know that obviously the reliability factor is a huge, huge, um, you know, aspect there. But I mean, they've been around for over five decades, right? Specifically the Hilux. So. Mm-hmm. Why do South Africans love this vehicle so much? Like, what is it about it that's become so entrenched in travel and mobility on South African roads? I think it's just Toyota's uh, drive into the African continent, really. Um, you know, so, and then let's get on to the iconic BMW E33 series. So, uh, so the BMW has uh, a South, been a South African standard for many years, and uh, um, few have drifted into the South African car culture like the BMW E30. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about when when I say the BMW E30, you, you will know what I'm talking about when I talk about the BMW 3 Series box shape. Yeah, you, yeah, you know what I'm talking no, it's, about. Um, how can I not know what you're talking about? It's, it's <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's, it's before your moment. time, but still iconic enough for you to know. 100%. Um, the first post I ever had, um, BMW one specifically, was exactly that vehicle. Um, the E30 started my love affair with, with BMW. Um, there were always this, this vehicle that was so far away and just so cool and, you know, real wheel drive. And it, you know, um, there were just, they were just cool cars, yeah. Um, and all the cool people had them. So, yeah, so let's, man, that E30. Let's get into special. the let's get into the, the 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 South African names for the E30. So, uh, so you got the three two five and the three two five I and the three two five IS, which is the shadow line version, which had a different body style kit on mm-hmm. the outside. I had one of those. Um, so, what mm-hmm. was the common name for the three two five? So the three two five I specifically was the Gusheshe. The legendary Gusheshe from uh, from the years back, but like you mentioned, the IS that was kind of the cool, the cool one, the cool, the one where the cool guys had um, yeah. this the specific one. I think you actually had that exact. I I had uh, I had the Botsotso, um and uh, <laughs> loved that car. G- gave me gearbox trouble. Um, you know when you when you change when you try you you couldn't quickly gear shift in a 325 uh it was difficult um you know the gearbox didn't allow you to quickly the the, the gear shift isn't as quick as a gti back then um (laughs) so uh uh but then we move on to the south africans exclusive the triple three i which was only brought to south africa or only built in south africa was the triple three i and the reason the triple three i was synonymous or or only in south africa it had a seven series engine and alpina parts um uh, and body styling and uh um this BMW 333i E30 was a favorite and the reason it was so popular was because we never got the M3 yeah we didn't get the M3 at the time the so E30 BMW model. basically listened to the South African public um after the the fame that the Potsotso and the Kusheshe got it only made sense that they they gave us something to kind of you know stop everyone crying 
which was, I think in my opinion was a better, was a better way to go. I mean, Alpina is kind of the, I guess the AMG, uh, flag of, yes. of BMW. It was, um, that was pre, so, that was pre AMG really. Yeah, 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 exactly. Alpina, um, Alpina was the thing. And, I remember the Alpina you know, rims on the triple three was beautiful. Super, super rare, super, super special. Mm. If you had one, I mean, those things can go up for, you know, past a million now. Oh. Um, they're super expensive. And extremely rare to find. They're just legendary vehicles. I should never have sold my boat so at all. Anyway, yeah. be that as it may, she's gone. Um, then who can forget the folksy, the VW Beetle? <laughs> yeah, Herbie. Uh, so many names can can be given to to the Beetle. I've never actually liked the Beetle. I thought the styling was strange. Um, but I, I love I mean, the Beetle cars... from its sound. It's just got this like. <laughs> yeah. Like like flat four whistly sound that this, the the beetle yeah. it's just like the beetle is something else. Yeah, I've seen some some restored ones. Um, I saw which was absolutely stunning. Um, it gave a new meaning to the vehicle. It didn't have the same engine. Uh, I think uh, you know I had an engine swap, but when you see one, you know it's a beetle. It's not a Porsche, it's a Beetle. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Well, I mean, it's a, it, it, it's a Porsche in many ways. And then the VW Microbus. Uh, who can, who can forget David Kramer? Yeah. The South African, the South African gets. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the South African, the South African gets, which is a Feldskun, Feldskun, David Kramer. And, uh, and then that was superseded by the Caravelle. And, uh, and, yeah. and, uh, I think the Microbus was also part of the, taxi environment for a little while you saw a few of them i mean you don't see them anymore you only see the quantum yeah. now and and those kinds of uh of vehicles but um but you you used to see the the vw microbus um in, in the taxi world as well did you mm-hmm. did you did yeah. you did you ride in a microbus versus a versus a hilux i mean i rode in microbuses on like private things but in terms of as far as public transport goes, I was pretty much always in a, in a quantum. Okay. Um, just, you know, I was staying in Pretoria at the time and they were just everywhere. Uh, it was, you would kind of avoid a microbus or caravel because by that time they were kind of run down. So uh, okay. you definitely went for the, for the quantum. And then who can forget? I, I mean, I could never, forget. I loved this car. I wanted one. I almost bought one was the Opel Cadet. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it was, it was legendary for motorsport or in motorsport. And, uh, I remember the Cadet T, uh, and the GSI, yeah. but particularly the Cadet yeah. T because I think it was the first turbocharged, uh, um, Opel Cadet. I think so too. Um, specifically, I think that was a super boss, super boss. actually, yes, um, you're right. which was, um, you know, it was legendary in South African racing scene. Um, uh, I can't remember what group it is. It wasn't group A, could have been group A, but. You know, the cadets, the, the, the super boss cadet was a legend. Um, and after it won so many races in the racing scene, then a lot of people sort of, sort of realized that, oh my God, I can get the same sort of performance in my own car than I can get in this racing car. So I remember you know, the big love I, affair with it. I remember the, the cadet T super boss and the electronic gauges. You know, and, uh, I mean, now I've got that in my eye pace and, uh, but, but back then, I mean, that was like, I was a legendary young teenager, um, when yeah. the Cadet T Superboss and its electronic gauges was like, wow, you know, now <laughs> every electric car has, uh, and even, even ice vehicles have it. And then the Toyota Cressida, my parents had a Toyota Cressida. My right. uncle had a Cressida. My neighbor had a Cressida. Everybody had Everybody a Cressida. There's a Cressida for you, a Cressida for you, a Cressida for you. <laughs> Everyone. Everyone can have a Cressida. 
Um, it's like Sierra was giving them away for free or something. Everyone <laughs> had a Christina. It's it, crazy. It's like uh, it's 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 the it's the five series of back then. If you if you think about it, or the, or even the Toyota Camry. If you remember the Toyota Camry, uh, yeah, you know the yeah, Toyota Crescita yeah. was the preceded the Toyota Camry. I think, yeah. you know, but everyone yeah, had exactly a Toyota that. Crescita. If you were a businessman, you wanted a Toyota Crescita. <laughs> All the businessmen had them. Or your shady uncles had one. <laughs> shady uncle? Did you have a shady uncle? Uh, I had a shady uncle, and he uh, drove a Cressida. He drove a Cressida, you know. And then, uh, and then the Toyota Corolla. Um, uh, and South Africa's one of South Africa's best-selling cars was the Toyota Corolla, and uh, it's a vehicle that I think was, you know, and 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 then became the Uber, and then nobody wanted it anymore. It became the Uber. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think. For a large part, I think it's unfair on the Corolla because Probably. it's such a brilliant car. That's um, awesome. It does everything that you need. Um, but you know, it's kind of synonymous with, with your Uber ride now, which is a good thing. Um, I think it's getting the same sort of slack as a Quantum would. You know, you see yeah. a Quantum and you know, you don't realize that you can also buy it for personal use. Um, the Corolla is the same. You know, it's not just an Uber car. It's, exactly. You know, the reason why Uber, well, there's so many of them is because they just work really well. And then they're last and they're absolutely last. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of uh, the South African icons. And uh, hopefully you remember as a listener, one of those. Um, I definitely remember one and that was the Botsotso because I had one. Um, but <laughs> a lot of those were, were I, I had a GTI as well, which we spoke about right at the beginning. Um, you know, the, yeah. I had a black VW Golf GTI, which was not the classic GTI. It was uh, yeah. um, after the, the, the rabbit style. Um, okay. GTI, but, uh, uh, you know, we didn't speak about the rabbit. Um, I don't think it was in yeah. South Africa and it wasn't iconic to South Africa. That's why we didn't put it on the list. But, uh, um, you know, that, that sort of city golf shape, uh, uh, in the GTI. And then, uh, um, but, you know, GTI, uh, still golf on the roads in today. general, golf I think, in general, uh, exactly. Very much uh, a part of us. So yeah. I agree. So uh, let's get uh, Martin Pretorius in here and uh, let's talk about another South African icon, which is the new BMW 330iS. Now, um, uh, um, one of my one of my first questions to um, to Martin, and uh, yeah, there we go. Welcome, Martin Pretorius. Uh, how are you? Hey, Martin. Hello, George. Hello, Wandy. Nice to be back. Yeah, oh, nice to have you uh, back on the show. So um, we're we're, we're going to you're going to take us through the uh, what what may become the legend uh, or a new legend, the BMW 330iS. Now, I was wondering, um, back in the day, we had the 325iS, which was called the Shadow Line. That was the S, what the S stood for. Is this the same? Is it is it IS because of the Shadow Line, or is it just kind of called the IS? Uh, it's mostly a marketing exercise, unfortunately. It's um, basically a normal 330i that was built in Germany with 330iS edition stickers, some M Sport body kit, um, styling goodies, beautiful wheels, and a blackout shadow line trim kit. And that's actually pretty much where the similarities to the old car ends. Okay, okay. All right. So, so it does have some of the shadow line trimmings, which kind of like makes it a bit of a shadow line. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But okay. the problem is you can actually order those trimmings on a 320 diesel as well. Oh. Uh, that's a bit of a problem. That's a bit of a sticking point for me. Okay. I mean, so, back yeah. in the day with the 325 IS, you had a 325 IS. You couldn't buy a 320 diesel or a four-door even with those same trimmings, and that gave it a bit of exclusivity. 
Okay. Now, unfortunately, that's missing with this car. So you're going to get a, a, a you know a three three twenty DS. Uh, it just doesn't sound <laughs> yeah. the same. <laughs> um, uh, so I mean, this this car comes after you know you kind of alluded to it. This is a South African exclusive. You can't get it anywhere else, and it's kind of a homage to to the history of, I guess, the three two five IS in the hearts of South Africans. Is this trying to do the same thing? Yeah, um, it's. Your your word of the of your use of the word homage is perfect. Um, it references the old car, but it doesn't try to be the old car. And I think that's where many of the shoppers in South Africa kind of miss the point. They expect a hardcore uh, track bridge racing car, yeah. but it actually isn't. <laughs> so, what are your shame. what are your first impressions of this uh, three thirty uh, IS uh, Martin in terms of in terms of driving it? I love driving it. Um, first of all, I know you had an E30, uh, 325. Oh, yes. This car actually recalls the old one in a few key points. The chassis balance, the direct steering, all those nice things are actually all present. Uh, but what really amazed me was the comfort the ride quality and the ride comfort that this car exhibited. I mean, I took it out. Um, Pretoria and Joburg residents will know that the uh, old Joburg road is absolutely horrible. It's corrugated and potholes and things. And after my normal test drive run, I actually took it on this road, which was the worst star surface I could imagine at my disposal, <laughs> uh, at, my yeah. disposal at that time. And it just glided over it. And that's oh, wow. amazing considering that this car runs on 20 inch wheels with rubber that's about this thick. Yeah. Which, which tells you what kind of suspension is built into this car. Fantastic. Fantastic suspension. And the engineers tuned it to perfection as well. So if you want to just cruise, it's a nice, lovely, comfy cruiser. But if you actually want to hustle it along, um, it bites into the whole sporty vibe. And it gives you pretty much all the sensations you could wish for, except the soundtrack. Ah, what soundtrack is in the exhaust soundtrack? Yeah, well, the engine soundtrack, engine exhaust intake. So what is um, this? Is this a straight six? Um, no, no, it's a four-cylinder two-liter turbo. Ah, okay, that's why. Because, that's why. So because the, 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 the old uh, shadow line was straight six, if I recall. That is correct, mm. and that gave it a very distinctive uh, oral signature, which mm. this car, which this new car, just doesn't have. But it's quicker. But, but in compensation, it has a fair bit more power, and it's quite a lot quicker than the old one could ever dream of being. One of my bugbears of the of my three two five back in the day was gear change. Now I'm I'm assuming that this has DSG or uh, you know automatic uh, gearbox, so you don't have to. It's not a manual gearbox. I'm assuming, so you can't even compare. But one of my bugbears with my three two five was was gear changes, and uh, you couldn't shift from uh, from first to second particularly quickly you could shift from second to third for some reason particularly quickly and you couldn't shift from third to fourth quickly either you so only second to third was a quicker change um i don't know if you recall that uh, or if you you know you've driven one where you you've experienced that in the e30 model but my gear changes were my biggest biggest bugbear it would often grind the gears into second if you tried it too quickly yeah with the E30 with that problem as well as the E34 which I owned for a number of years mm. uh, BMW manual gear shifts historically haven't been especially good but 
they've gotten better with electronic assistance and all sorts of clever hydraulics and things. But fortunately, this new car is an auto. Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your point depending of view. Okay. Yeah, because it uses the ZF eight-speed auto, and everyone who's into cars will tell you that that is probably the best automatic the gearbox best out yeah. there at the moment. Okay, okay, all right. So uh, gear shift issues from the shadow line has gone in this particular instance, and that's probably yep. because of the latest technologies. Um, um, interior trimmings of the car. I mean, I remember the shadow line back in the day having uh, beautiful interior trimmings. One biggest problem with the E30 was the cracking of the dashboard because I don't think the materials the dashboard were made of were very, <laughs> were very good. Well, the new one is trimmed almost exactly like a normal well, three series. Uh, the bolt quality is absolutely top-notch. Um, I cannot fault the Germans on their efforts in building this car or assembling it properly. The materials are of a high standard right through, and I think that's probably where most owners or most buyers will see the biggest difference between the current or the new three series and the predecessor. The quality definitely took a major step upwards for the new car. Oh, lovely, lovely, and uh, so uh, so the price of this car, uh, Martin. What, what what is it? What is it going well, for? Well, you can't buy a new one anymore. Oh, yeah. You, um, it's not available new anymore. It's um, retailed at well a thousand rand short of nine hundred thousand, which is a serious chunk of money for a four door compact saloon with a four cylinder engine. Uh huh. Mm. Um, Are you saying you can't buy one new because they're all sold out? They're all they're all sold out, yeah. So that's the bad. The good bit is you can actually build an exact replica of the car, except for the bads, just by ticking the appropriate option box. I'm sure if you go to Fordsburg or something, you're going to find the badge. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. So then there will be 231 or 232 instead <laughs> of just the 230 that officially came in. Um, it's inside and outside. It's a 330i with VM Sport kit, which brings sport yeah. seats and, and a nice body kit. Then it has the blackout trimming, shadow line trimming, they call it, um, and the wheels. So all of those things are optional extras available as options. Yeah. So you can build an exact replica, barring the badge, okay. for about the same money now. Okay. Interesting. Wow. So, uh, so very finally, Martin, your score out of 10 for this BMW 330 IS. I'd give it eight and a half. Eight and a half? It's so close. Yes, it is so close to perfection. Um, It's actually scarcely believable. And to think that BMW came from the previous Gen 3 series to this one, it's a quantum leap forward. It's a great car, and I believe it's actually the best in its class now. Wow. Lovely. Uh, yeah, eight and a half. The only problem, only downside for me there is the yes, I know this is a special edition that was built for South Africa, but the fact that you can replicate most of the elements except for the badge by taking some options does take away some of the exclusivity, and that kind of makes it harder to to justify the price. But that's about it. Those are my only points of concern with this three hundred and thirty IS edition. Do you think it's going to become legendary like the? Bushesh, uh, <laughs> Botsotso or Gusheshe? 
It's still too soon to say. Um, I have noticed that of the 330iS editions listed on site, um, some of the sellers are already inflating their prices. So mm. it's quite possible that um, this car might appreciate in value, but it will probably take a good few years before that really kicks in. So it remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. Well, Wandile, uh, um, where does 85 out of 10 sit in uh, the rest of the cars that we've reviewed. Um, I reckon there's a, there's a, there's a handful of cars that compete, right? I mean, if I remember the Mercedes Benz, um, uh, which one was it again? It was the A35. Um, five. So it sits fairly high on the list. Um, um, and I'm, I'm glad it's there. It's the first time we've seen a BMW finally claim some sort of, uh, kudos <laughs> in uh, our listing. So now that Hamilton's lost, at least Bradley is there and Wendy's still smiling. Um, <laughs> either <laughs> as it may. Well, uh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, our expert journalist, uh, Martin Pretorius, uh, reviewing the BMW 330iS. I shadow line, should I say, and uh, um, hopefully this car becomes legendary because of uh, uh, its iconic link to the shadow line back in the day, the 3 to 5 IS. Um, but maybe not because you're, al- you're able to tick all the optional extras and make your own shadow line effectively and maybe buy your badge in Fordsburg if you, if you like. So if you want to go and read uh, more on uh, um, this particular vehicle or any others that we've reviewed for that matter, you can go to the Autotrader platform and go and search at uh, Feature Trim level and uh, go and find out what our expert journalists like Martin Pretorius have to say about these vehicles and then you can make some decisions as to whether your next car is going to be a 330iS or not. Well, thank you very much Martin and uh, we'll see you next time. Always a pleasure. Thanks George. Thanks Wandy. Thanks Martin. So there we have it, uh, our very own Martin Pretorius. Uh, Wandy, what do you think? Would you buy one? Um... It, I mean, it's really expensive. Um, Martin did give the same scoring to, I think it was a 420D, BMW 420D. Yeah. So, you know, if I had to take, you know, kind of a limited edition homage vehicle versus the 420D, uh, yeah, you'd have to, you know, ask me over about a span of a week because I, okay. I just wouldn't be able to decide. Okay, interesting. Now, the 4 Series is a nice car, actually. Well, that gets us to our Ask Auto Trader uh, piece, ladies and gentlemen. And every day, uh, people send in Auto Trader questions to our Ask Auto Trader platform, all things car buying and selling. And uh, today, we've uh, selected, again, three questions. What's the first question, Wendy? So we have three interesting questions this week. The first one comes from Romanov. Who's asking what makes American full like the Chevy Suburban or the Cadillac Escalade unsuitable for South African roads? Um, well, uh, I think first of all, Romanov, uh, I'm not sure if that's Russian or Czechoslovakian, but you've got not to be scared. Um, uh, but Romanov, to be honest with you, it is really the side of the car that the steering wheel is on. And that's the main reason, you know, the US market, uh, the steering wheel is on the left hand side of the car because they, they drive on the right hand side of the road and, and left hand drive cars are not allowed to be registered in South Africa uh, any longer. And so if you bring that car into South Africa, first of all, you've got to get permission to bring it in. You've got to bring it in and then you've got to have it converted, which costs a lot of money. Um, so, uh, so I suppose, you know, it's really the side of the steering wheel um, in the car that makes yeah. it uh, 
um, you know, not fit for purpose for South Africa. And, uh, uh, you know, and besides that, the size of the cars in, uh, in the United States are, um, are, are big because their roads are yeah. wider, their parking bays are bigger, and I'm pretty sure their parking garages are bigger as well. So you battle with American cars in South Africa because of the sheer size. Everything's bigger in America. In South Africa, we mm-hmm. uh, we follow European standards, I think, when it comes to you know sizes, parking bays, road widths, all that stuff. 100%. I mean, there are a few uh, 2013, 2014 um, Ford F-150 Raptors mm-hmm. on the auto on the Autotrader websites, but they do cost, um, you know, about 1.4 million, uh, with a mileage of around 80,000. So they are quite expensive because the previous owners had to do those conversions exactly. that, uh, George was speaking about now. Exactly. Next question, Wendy. Okay. Next question, um, is also just as interesting as the last one. Uh, it comes from Gatlejo who's asked, I just bought a house and I'm still waiting to move in. When is it the right time to buy a car? Well, Katlejo, um, you know what? You're doing the sensible thing. Um, uh, as Wendy, Wendy would point out, um, Wendy has a different view and that is uh, you can't drive your house, uh, but you <laughs> also can't live in your car. So, uh, um, so you're probably doing the sensible thing in my book, which is, uh, you know, sort out, um, the place that you live first before you sort out your car. So well done. That's, uh, that's a very mature thing to do. Um, rather than trying to drive a fancy car and, um, and, and, yeah. and not sorting out your living conditions. So, so once you've settled, I would, I would give you the advice to first let everything settle down, you know, make some make some monthly payments, see where your expenses land, and then start to uh, search for a car on autotrader.co.za based on your affordability. And uh, you can go and uh, and pick a, a range, um, a price range that you can afford, and uh, and then you can start narrowing it down from there. So right time, I would say let everything settle first, then start searching for a car, and uh, hopefully you you find one. At some point in the future, let us know. Let us know, Katlejo, and uh, and you know we'll we'll circle back and talk about it. Maybe you can send us a selfie. Next question, Wendy. Yeah. Uh, last question comes from Megan, who's asked. I wanted to ask what the AMG line is in a normal Mercedes. So this would be almost like an A two hundred with the AMG badging. Well, uh, Megan, um, first off, uh, we were talking about the uh, 333i Alpina earlier on, which was the pre-shadow line kind of body styling, etc. Um, and then uh, and then Mercedes-Benz got into the AMG body styling. So uh, AMG simply denotes a cosmetic upgrade. It doesn't have mm-hmm. any engine upgrades. And uh, generally, it adds AMG wheels, body kit, different grill, and uh, uh, detailing upgrades inside the cabin or, the, or to the trim inside the cabin. And... Um, <clears throat> slightly lowers the suspension and uh, um, it doesn't however denote an actual AMG vehicle it's really AMG line which is a body styling upgrade um, because the actual AMG vehicle um, uh, um, is not the same as AMG line in terms of uh, its mechanics so the AMG line the mechanical yeah. um, um nuances or should i say the, me- the mechanically the car is exactly the same as the non-amg line uh, mercedes benzes and so uh it's built on the same production line and really just the styling that changes awesome that's all i have for you well there we go ladies and gentlemen and i suppose uh, that brings us to the end of another auto central show and it's uh, been epic under lockdown level four wandile uh, sishi and my name is george mini and we will see you next time Sounds good.